It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm joined now by Representative Greg Murphy, MD, by the way, a doctor from North Carolina's 3rd District. And uh, our topic, the Camp Lejeune Justice Act, H.R. 2192, as proposed in Congress. Uh, Representative uh, Murphy, great to have you here. Hey, good morning, David. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so let's dive right in first, uh, and just to summarize this, and I'll let you expand, but uh, your act, co-sponsored by Matt Cartwright, a Democrat of Pennsylvania's 8th District, uh, the Camp Lejeune Justice Act, would allow a member of U.S. Armed Forces and or their family members that were injured or died as a result of the contaminated water at Camp Lejeune to file under the Federal Tort Claims Act for fair compensation. Uh, Explain further what you seek to do with this legislation. Yeah, David, let me just give you a little background of this. Uh, From around 1953 to about 1987, uh, enlisted service members, their families, military staff around Camp Lejeune drank, bathed in, and even cooked in contaminated water. This water had multiple chemicals, some of which maybe I can pronounce, triethylchloroline, chloroethylene rather, and some of the other ones which we know are linked to cancer. And so the water supply of the base was over was contaminated for over a 30-year uh, span, and sometimes the levels of these chemicals were 240 to 3,400 times what's permitted by safety standards. And there's sadly enough, there's evidence that the government was aware of this as early as 1963, but allowed it to continue. There is a quirk in North Carolina law that uh, once the Navy threw up their hands with uh, trying to find settlements, trying to deal with these individuals who had been um, exposed to and damaged by these chemicals, there's a quirk in, in North Carolina law. And so what we sought to do and honestly, I, and, and in true uh, transparency, I was continuing on the work of my predecessor, Congressman Walter Jones, was to change the law such that these individuals who were exposed and were damaged could get their day in court. I, in fact, met with uh, several of them this past weekend in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and they told me their stories, how so many chemicals um, affected them, not only in neuromuscular diseases, but in cancer, how they lost multiple members of their family. Uh, where you had spikes in certain types of cancers, which normally, just being a physician, you just don't see. And so now what we're doing is we're allowing these individuals to seek remedy in court. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee we've found in their behavior. But our American judicial system allows people to have their day, have their day in court, and plead their cases. And so now I'm very, very uh, happy that this has passed the House, and we're working with partners in the Senate to make sure that – they pass a similar bill, and we can hand this off to the president. One would have to ask the logical question, and to your points about when this issue began, if the government knew for so long a time, and the government's a broad uh, statement, so let's narrow this in, who knew, who knew when, and why do you think it was allowed to continue? Well, sadly enough, David, I I can't give you specifics as to who knew, but in the 1960s and early 70s, I think there was a lot of protectionist movement within the government that they were not very transparent. We have some of that problem and still exists today, for sure. But back in those times, uh, this government was anything but transparent. There were so many conspiracy theories, McCarthyism, and all those other things going on. 
where I think that they uh, they thought country above individual. And um, I don't think that's the way the American judicial system should work. I'm not all, you know, I'm a physician. I'm not all about frivolous lawsuits, but these people have merit. Uh, these people have merit in their claims. And so um, it's taken a long, long time for them to find justice, hence the Camp Lejeune Justice Act. Um, and so I, I'm very heartened that uh, these people will finally uh, be able to, to be able to seek justice. You know, and I, I want to go to some of the specifics of the act, but wh- when I say who win, obviously governments through broad, it, the agencies typically involved in this, Department of, um, or rather the Pentagon in some fashion, some area within there, the Veterans Administration, in order to prove cause in a case, there has to be an identification in many cases of, you know, who knew what. You have to prove negligence. The negligence has to be tied to knowledge. So what, what, what I'm getting from this and from looking into this issue and hearing from people on this show over the years is that it's the, the protectionism was being carried out by those in power in some of our agencies. Well, without a doubt, David, and, and this is one of the sad facts. You know, we often talk about the swamp being the elected officials. So much has to do with those in the agencies those who have been lifelong um, bureaucrats who uh, do anything that they can to continue their, um, their agendas rather than necessarily those of the elected officials. And so this is one of the problematic problems with the, you know, problematic challenges rather with our form of government. But it is definitely, as we've been finding out for the last, uh, you know, year and a half about, you know, the FBI, the DOJ and some other things that agency people oftentimes have a lot more influence than elected officials. But here, I think this is a story of, uh, of triumph of good over, um, I don't want to say necessarily evil, but it is evil when you're um, harming individuals, citizens of your own country, um, and not acknowledging this, or definitely not even changing patterns of bad behavior. So let's walk through this, uh, Representative Murphy. Uh, the exclusive jurisdiction and venue is the Eastern District of North Carolina. Uh, So that will be the jurisdiction to file for any action Uh, for anyone who brings uh, the remedies as outlined in your bill. uh, An individual who brings an action under this section for an injury, including a latent disease, may not thereafter bring a tort action pursuant to any other law against the United States for such harm. So it stays in that jurisdiction. Uh, there shall be no effect, I'll just summarize, no effect on disability benefits. That's important to many veterans. And in immunity limitation, the United States may not assert any claim to immunity in an action under this section, uh, and now without going further. So those points are important for the person listening who says, I believe I was there uh, I have these issues now. Uh, how important is this? And of course, the no effect on disability benefits is important because that's a fear among many veterans, whether it's dealing with hidden injuries or obvious injuries or otherwise, that you then end up affecting your disability. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's that's one of the parts um, where people don't have to be afraid. And, and there was some reluctance of some of the constituents about pursuing this because they were afraid that was going to be affected. And this is the great thing, that, that any, um, uh, any member of the U.S. Armed Forces and or their family members that were injured or died because of this contaminated water are able to file. 
and they filed, yes, in the Eastern District in North Carolina. And that's where we want uh, things to coalesce, whether this turns into a class action issue or something. But there are certain disease categories that um, are affected. And we know this just by randomized you know, epidemiological studies where you have such a spike of incidence of, of a certain type of cancer, which is outside the norm. We found these things you know, with Three Mile Island and some of the other uh, places that we've had uh, uh, contamination in the past in this country. And when you have environmental exposures that lead to spike in certain disease states, well, it's, it's fairly easy, even though you may have a cancer, and um, it's fairly easy to uh, put folks in this different category and say, yes, you were one of those individuals, you were exposed, you have suffered from a cancer that way out of proportion has now occurred because of individuals who are on that base that we've seen, and thus have a much easier avenue um, to have a, a positive outcome in their case. What can the, I guess I would say now veteran and or family member look forward to as a remedy of action if they're successful in proving their case? What, what will be given to them potentially? Well, it, it'll depend upon the individual, the severity of their disease, the length of their exposure, and obviously up to a judicial panel. Um, but it will, these will be obviously monetary awards to help pay for expenses, um, you know, either in the past of hospital expenses or perhaps, you know, if it's a neuromuscular disorder, um, something to allow wheelchair access and all these individuals. You know, the sad thing of this is that money does not bring people back who have died and perished from this. It does not do this. It does not really ultimately seek full justice, but it does allow those individuals recognition that they were damaged, that family members did die um, because of negligence of our own government. Um, and uh, that is some, some form of consolation to those individuals. Another part of this, and for those of you listening out there, is there is a statute of limitations uh, under your proposed bill, two years from the date on which the harm occurred or was discovered. Uh, can you clarify that for us? Two years from the date on which the harm occurred or was discovered? Well, these things have, uh, you know, these things have gone back years and years and years. And so what we're going to do is from the time the bill is hopefully signed by the president, we want those individuals to not wait. We want those individuals to come forward and say and seek remedies and we don't because we don't want this dragging out for another you know 30 years or so we want folks to come forward with their claims so that we can get um, get things moving very very quickly you know there will be individuals and we're going to try to do and I, I know a lot of veteran service organizations are taking part of this with education throughout the community and i will tell you the folks who um um are have been injured by the, uh, the by this whole um environmental disaster are a very close-knit community, and the word has spread and continues to spread very rapidly amongst those individuals. So I think we'll see, and I don't, I don't mean an onrush of lawsuits, but we will. Um, we will see something happening sooner than later, and I think that's really the best avenue that we get this, uh, this matter brought before the courts, we get it settled, and we get justice for those individuals. What else should the veteran listening or a family member listening know that we haven't addressed in this interview. Yeah, I think, uh, David, one thing that's important is the Camp Lejeune Justice Act was a part of something called the PACT Act. And uh, the PACT Act completely in and of itself, um, I have to say, if the Camp Lejeune Justice Act was not in there, I would not have been in favor of because it was a lot of democratic fluff and nonsense. And so this is where it's being sent over to the uh, 
to the Senate and the Senate, hopefully, and I've been given, you know, some good reassurances is going to take out that some of that nonsense and send us back a more palatable bill. And so when it when they do that, I think a lot more Republicans will jump on and really help this cause, because, you know, um, the folks on the conservative aisle uh, side of the aisle are very much pro veteran and they're pro relief of these individuals. And so um, if those individuals want to contact their uh, U.S. senator and express their support of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act, um, I think that will be very, very helpful in getting this signed into law. Yeah. And, you know, you just answered one of the concerns that many of us that I certainly have, which is bills that are packed with other things uh, rather than clean and straightforward for the cause which they're assigned like this, which is a good cause. I've heard about it for many years uh, across the board and in many quarters. Uh, You know, having a doctor to speak to this issue as well as a representative is a good mix. Uh, let us know what happens in the Senate uh, when it goes there and uh, especially uh, what it will take to clean this up and uh, get it passed through. Great. Great, David. Thank you for your assistance and uh, we'll keep you posted. And thank you for the opportunity to talk about a very, very important issue. Thank you, sir. Representative Greg Murphy, MD, North Carolina's third district. And uh, for those of you that want to look it up, it is the Camp Lejeune Justice Act, H.R. 2192. Five pages, folks. You can read this for yourself. I always encourage you to do that. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.